being older, yeah. being established professionally. Right. I mean, my my uh, my work is all telecommute, so I'm not mm. doing any bathroom stuff. Right. My boss and his boss. The so CEO you are kind of coasting in a way. Oh, you have I things am, all set up. I and I'd like to say I planned it this way, but it just I. On the other hand, you know, I just spent 30 years closeted sure. and confused. Sure. So there's a downside there. Sure. But uh, but people don't realize what a big leap this is. Yeah, it really is a big leap. Um, you know, and, and I hope that you that you understand that from listening to my guest here, that it really is it's, a big process for some people. Oh, it's it, yeah, it, it's uh I mean, I am recalibrating pretty much every component of my life yeah. as I go here. Yeah. I mean, gender identity is, yeah. there's there's no way to get away from it. Yeah, and it's not just a, a trans issue either. Everybody has gender issues. Indeed. Everybody, yeah. They, some of them just don't know it yet. Yeah, and I don't, I don't mean that uh, everybody's yeah. trans. I mean that cisgender yeah. people also have their yeah. relationship to gender. Yeah. You know, and some of it is um, socially programmed. Some of it is, you know, uh, from hormonal. It's hormonal. Um, there's some hormonal com components to yeah. that. Um, but everybody has had to deal with gender at some point. Indeed. So I think that there, there's a way that people can connect with the trans experience you know, in that way. And also everybody goes through life changes. Yeah. 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 Life is a struggle yeah. no matter who you are. Yeah. Right. So, um so you're not with the libertarians anymore. So I'm not with the I, right now I'm just voting for good people who I hopefully agree with mostly. Okay. Um I I've always preferred a politician that uh, is a good person, an ethical person, and then I hope that their policies agree with mine more. What do you think about what's happening uh, with local po politicians here in uh, New Hampshire? Uh, I... Because you brought up Manchin. Yeah, yeah. I... I... The funny thing is, for the Republicans, I think they've collectively had an opportunity to differentiate themselves on that basis. And and my litmus test is, um, are they willing to oppose uh, Trump, even if it costs, or oppose anything, even if it costs them their jobs? Yeah. Um, what do you and, think about Liz Cheney? She just lost. Her. She just lost the yeah. primary. Um she actually came out in support of her sister a few mm. years ago, who is uh, who is gay. Okay. Um, she is an example of someone that I would vote for, even though some of her political leanings I oppose. Although, like I said, she actually was one of the ones that recently voted uh, for the gay marriage um, uh, confirmation. I guess you'd say okay that when Roe versus Wade got overturned, mm -hmm. uh, the House then turned around and said, "Okay, we're we're going to put this into law." Yeah. Uh, anyway, she voted in favor of uh, that, along with most of the Democrats. Yeah. Um, she is someone that I I would vote for because she has the courage of her convictions. Yeah. Even if I don't agree with some of her convictions. Yeah. Um, a lot of those, interestingly enough, a lot of those Republicans still uh, vote mostly party line. Yeah. Yeah. So there's not a lot of mavericks out there. No. To and, overuse that word. <laughs> yeah. And, and they get weeded out just by the nature of the beast. It's, yeah. it's a two party system. I, Kinzinger yeah. is another example of mm. that. Um, I, and uh, Democrat, I mean, I go back to, I'm, again, from New York State, Daniel Patrick Moynihan. Mm -hmm. uh, is a is another example of will you know vote their conscience, um, and even if I don't agree with that position, I prefer having someone ethical in government. And Lord knows yeah. there's not enough of them. Yeah, I think Sununu trends that way. Mm -hmm. um, it seems difficult to be an unpopular governor in New Hampshire. Yeah, um, it, it's a very easy state to to run in, but. Uh, um, I What's the population here? It seems like a really small state. It's like mm, 
1.4 million. Okay, like yeah. That. So it's yeah. really small. Yeah, I mean, really, I mean, we only have two Congress yeah. people. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, Alaska has one. Yeah, yeah, in Alaska. Well, I. The, pa- Palin made it. She pa- made it to, through oh, the she primaries. Did. Yeah. Oh, good. We have rank, she'll get stomped on. We have uh, ranked choice voting. Yes, uh, I, I've been uh, trying yeah. to. Inc- I I ended up signing up for that and uh, and helping with that because mm-hmm. I I think that would be a useful way to uh, or the, probably the cleanest way to get out of the two party. Yeah. Lock. What I heard was um, that the debates in Alaska because I've been away so I I haven't been paying attention. But that some of the debates, because there's ranked choice voting, have been a little bit more civil. Yeah, at least that's what I heard on the radio. It would make sense because once you are not trying to just paint the other person as being more evil than you, yeah, um, it ha- you you have to present yourself rather than just you know being better than them. Yeah, and and you have she- to at least be good enough to be somebody's second choice. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So you can't totally tear everybody down. Yeah. Yeah. So I, 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 and I think Maine is doing that. Massachusetts is starting to implement it in some places. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's probably one of the lone hopes, one of the lone hopes, uh, of, uh, of getting away from Republican Democrat. Yeah. Uh, lesser of two evil politics. I would like to see, I I would like to see these reforms, uh, some of these reforms happen, um, Mostly because I would like to see independents be able to run more easily and also the small parties. Um, I worry about some of the small parties, though, yeah. because, you know, we just saw we were just talking about the the Libertarian Party was taken over and they do have ballot access in 50 states. Yeah. And they're failing in that, by the way. They're they're because they're so disorganized. They are losing some of that. Yeah. And they're losing some of their funding. So really. It's the complete demise of the Libertarian Party. And, and um, hopefully somebody will spring up in their place. Yeah. It has to be something else, though, because uh, Libertarianism has now has such a bad name yeah. that uh, people are just going to be turned off from it. You know, I hardly exactly. ever use the term anymore. I use it to, to describe the um, political compass Right. Because that's the language of the political compass. Exactly. Authoritarian versus libertarian, left and right, yeah. you know, that sort of thing. But I don't even want to use the word because of this. No, it, 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 with with all the grandstanding, um, what was the uh, the crowd, the Tea Party oh, yeah. wing, which was kind of vaguely re- libertarian. Yeah, and it was grassroots at first. Yeah, at first. Yeah. Um, but then people started just associating it with people showing up in colonial militia clothes sure. saying no to everything. Sure. Okay. And then it got uh, taken over and yeah. uh, it was just basically a funnel into the Republican Party again. Exactly. Um, and then also there's a new party, and I, I hate to even bring them up, but I've been harassing them a- online a lot, and... It's the Forward Party, Andrew Yang's yes. new grift, his new project. Um, I call it a grift because, I mean, consistently he's been, um, even though he ran as a Democrat before, he suddenly changed and now he's, you know, not a Democrat and he's um, oh boy. defending Republicans all the time. He even defended uh, Donald Trump having his, those documents. Uh, and... He is consistently going against um, Democrats. He's saying it's a centrist party, but we really don't have centrism besides the Democrats. Yeah, we we don't need any more centrists. We don't. We don't need a party between the Republicans and the Democrats. Um, That's just that's just another version of the Republicans. Exactly. Yeah. And basically, the party is mostly comprised and organized by Reagan, Bush, and Trump-era Republicans. <laughs> I mean, you look into yeah. the biographies, and it's it's pretty apparent. Christine Whitman is yes. uh, one I just heard pop yes, up Yes, exactly. And, but it goes much deeper than that. It's like Homeland, Homeland Security people, and I mean, it's, it's just ridiculous. Anyway, and um, I believe that this party is a way to sort of peel off independence and peel off uh, sort of blue dog Democrats, um, that sort of thing. 
And I remember the blue dogs. Yeah. 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 And yeah. So I just, you know, it's just another way for Andrew Yang to cause some trouble. Yeah. And I don't appreciate it. But anyway, that's, that's the sort of thing that rank choice voting would give a chance to. Right. Yeah. But also it does open up our democracy more because more people can run um, and there's more of a chance for somebody um, who is well liked by more people to become the leader. Yeah. Everybody's second choice. Yeah. Because strategic voting is absolutely a thing. Yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. I'm, I'm registered Republican because I want to affect their primaries when I can. Exactly. Yeah. I do the same thing. Yeah. I heard here though that you can um, be an ind- you can be an independent and you can vote in either primary. Y- you can flip every single primary. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and they make it very easy. And yeah. so yeah, I've 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 flipped a, a couple times. Yeah. To yeah. to uh, vote for or against this person regardless right. of their party. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a strategic way to do it. Um, I, I prefer to yeah. enhance the power of my vote by convincing people who disagree with me not to vote. Mm. I'm not sure how effective I've been, but I say I that again. Sorry. So uh, if if you disagree with me, I will manage to get you to think that your vote doesn't count and you just won't show up that day. I see. I got I see. that from Dilbert once upon a time. Okay, that's that's a little nefarious. <laughs> yeah. Personally, I would like for everybody to vote, but then I think, oh. The, You've met people that yeah, there's, really you there's don't some want people in the that group. out there that I maybe don't want to vote, but you yeah. know I'm not going to go after them to tell them not to vote. I mean it's everybody's right, uh, yeah. you know. Um, anyway, I mean we have such low par- participation in yeah. some states too. Like Alaska is notorious for for a low voter turnout. Yeah. There was literally our uh, I believe it was our mayor mayoral race that was decided on one vote. And that person accidentally um, registered in the wrong place. There was like a boundary and they were right outside the boundary or something. Yeah. And so the, it got flipped because of that, because of one vote. And it was only a few hundred people that actually voted. And I'm talking like 300, you know? Yeah. (laughs) It's well, yeah. New Hampshire, that that's one of the reasons I love this state is, uh, and, and partly it's because of the first in the nation primary. Mm. Um, but it, it's just, it's that politically active. And I, I I think it's, um, I, I think the first in the nation primary thing is, is both, uh, a cause and a, and a result of it because you, you look at the participation. Um, I, it's pretty high. I, I have a friend who are very will not vote here. for any presidential candidate that he has not shaken their hand. Yeah. And he can vote for pretty much anyone he he wants. He's, he shakes just about everybody's hand yeah. every four years. And I always think that's interesting, like, because Iowa and New Hampshire, those are the first ones, right? Iowa yeah, is a caucus. The caucus. Um, these are rather small places, right? Yeah. Uh, it's not like... You know, this is where the busyness of our country comes from. Yeah. Uh, it's not where movers and shakers are really from. But all the movers and shakers have to go those places and shake everybody's hands. Yep. Yeah. It's it's kind of interesting how we do that. Retail I, politics. I, yeah. I've never, I, I've never visited when that was happening, but it would be so interesting to it, actually be on the ground. It's an experience. I, yeah. th- you, there's a, uh, there's a couple particular places, uh, uh, a diner and dairy. Oh yeah. Uh, I bet. there's, there's a restaurant in Portsmouth that actually hung a sign, uh, last primary saying no politicians allowed. Oh yeah. Uh, because the, the, the diners were complaining that yeah. their dinners kept getting interrupted. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Yeah, okay. and and who wants this photo op yeah. and like all these cameras flashing and blah blah blah? You know, yeah. they kind of take over the place. Yeah, like who is it? Um, Oz. Uh, I don't. Doctor Oz. Yeah, Doctor yeah. Oz, the one that, the 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 New Jersey guy who's running in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Yeah, he um he's interesting. Like just watching him because you you think about his TV personality and he's, you know, he's a doctor, but then you know he talks the anti-vax you know conspiracy yeah. theory stuff. Uh, otherwise when he's a politician and then he's he you could watch him pandering so hard yes P- 
pandering because he just is desperate to get into office. Um, and people are like, you know, like like these diners are just very yeah. brave to yeah. even let him in, right? But he does that every day. Yeah. He goes to some diner and he's like, look at me, I'm with the people, yeah. you know? Yeah, hey, he, he is so transparent yeah that he's it's, so phony it's difficult to imagine getting yeah. elected so phony right. yeah i mean beyond even his ideas and whatever he has plans for he's just yeah. so phony yeah but <laughs> and he probably will get elected having said that. oh no yeah hopefully not hopefully not no. and palin made it through her primary primary uh i i i'm not necessarily against her you know, I, I feel like a lot of the critique about her sometimes focuses on class issues. Yeah. Like how she speaks and, yeah. you know, she's not well educated comparatively. Yeah. You know, she didn't go to Ivy League, blah, blah, blah. She's She really is more of the people yeah. than she is of the elite class. But I don't think she would make a good representative for our state. Uh, she would just be a, a, a spectacle. I mean, when when I when McCain first chose her, I was thrilled to death. Oh really? I thought, oh, th this is great. Mm. Um, and then a couple months later, um, I became less thrilled because yeah. of that sort of spectacle, yeah. spectacle thing. Yeah. Okay, never mind. I actually, you know, I did recently listen to some of her old interviews, and you know, I mean, she's not well well spoken. No. You know, but. I think she also got a bad rap sometimes. Like, people really after yeah, her. Yeah. You know, um, journalists who were seasoned 30, 40 year careers. Yeah, she, honing, was, she was meat on the plate for yeah, them. Yeah, honing in on her yeah. weaknesses as somebody from a small town yeah. who is unsophisticated. Here's this hick that we can. Exactly, sort of mock. exactly. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was really ugly. And yeah. I think that actually contributed to some of her success. You know, which was minor, but, you know, I mean, McCain and Palin lost, but yeah. still. Well, if you're a small town person, she represents you, you know, pretty well. Pretty well. Yep. 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 Yeah. I thought that whole thing was kind of ugly, actually. Yeah. It was pretty ugly. Um, yeah. I don't think it was a great idea for the Republicans, though, to choose her because, I mean, obviously. Not in this environment. Not really up for the job. No. Not I really up for the job. Probably another MTG. What's MTG? Uh, uh, oh, yes. Taylor Green. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting who actually goes to Congress now. Um, some of the representatives, I feel like, aren't good representatives but who am i to, who am i to say that who am i to say that i'm like this hobo moving around and they talking to people well they, i mean they they don't seem to and and i think they're you know this isn't purely a republican thing but yeah. they seem to ignore um day-to-day -day issues yeah. or in, just in, decorum yeah like just being nice people exactly the 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 senate still seems to have a bit of a handle on it yeah i mean traditionally it's supposed to right it's the the sixth year um, studied debate yeah. thing. Um, yeah. You know, the founding fathers. H much higher threshold for getting that job. Exactly. Yeah. Um, mm. Actual age limit. Yeah. Um, and and the house is supposed to be the raucous. Raucous, um, raucous yeah. Raucous. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, crazy place. Yeah. And, and, and lots of people. And, I actually wish we were a little bit more raucous in terms of like how the British do it. Like they really, yeah. they get into those debates, and there they, are sharp elbows there. Yeah, but it's actual debate. Yeah, it's, it's not, actual debate. Um, you know, grandstanding. Yeah, so much. Yeah, yeah. And, and New Hampshire seems to do okay. I mean, we have so many legislators. It's a four hundred seat mm. house, the largest in the world. I'm I've read wow. somewhere for such um, a small state. For such a small, it's like one rep for every three thousand people. I think. Wow. Um, That's wild. So you you do tend to know your legislator. I've I've talked with mine a couple times. Yeah, uh, and they get paid a hundred dollars a year. Oh my! Wow. Plus travel, I guess. That, so you're not very, making rich on it either. Very Although, different situation in other states. Yeah. I, well, I mean, we get Massachusetts feeds where um, corruption is is seemingly rampant. Mm. Uh, here, I mean, there's a the the good and the bad. Uh, the good being you pretty much have to have a job that allows you to be a, 
uh, a state representative, yeah. you can't have that as your job, sure. which is, you know, pro and con. Right. Yeah. Um, but no one is is, you know, paying off one of 400 legislators that one four hundredth of a, I, a thing doesn't matter much. I can imagine that you got you. You all here would not have special sessions. Not typically, no, yeah, because those are expensive. No, no one shows up. <laughs> yeah, well, no one shows up, but yeah. also they'd be really expensive because that's like extra time that they have to. Oh, pay. for the for the trip. Yeah. Well, it, it's still the hundred a year, but uh, but you'd pay travel expenses. Yeah, for exactly. Everybody. Mileage, exactly. I guess. You know, um, there's there's all the um, the staffing around that. And, yeah. And whatever, in Alaska, um, they're paid not not a lot, but they're they're paid quite a bit. Um, comparatively and when we have special sessions they're often talking about our uh, infamous PFT our permanent fund dividend our permanent got a few of those and um, they're deciding on hundreds of dollars for us while they're being paid thousands of dollars to, to sit there and discuss yeah it. it's such a it's such a crazy situation we have up there and I swear half the time that our legislatures our legislature meets it's to discuss the PFD. Sure. It takes up so much time. So you folks who are into the UBI idea, yeah. that's what's going to happen with government. They're just going to, you know, talk There's, about that half the time. And then you'll just get a few hundred dollars. The bread and circuses uh, approach, yeah. right? Right. We got the circus part down. Yeah, now we, we definitely need to have to deal with the bread. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. And it's it'll end up being a pittance. Uh, as it is in Alaska, but actually a lot of people do, um, who live very almost subsistence lifestyles. Yeah. Actually Out that's, the bush villages. Yeah, yeah. That is their way to connect with the cash economy and it, it's actually really useful for yeah. them. And for Alaska, I mean, it was, it was their investment in the energy sector and it is the people's money. Exactly. It is the people's money. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty direct. Uh, sometimes the government, um, Starting with Parnell, who was a Republican, by the way, they dipped their fingers into it, which oh. is terrible. Yeah. Did they get voted out for it? Uh, I believe so, but uh, now they do it all the time. Oh. Now that's what yeah. the debate is about. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. How much are we going to take from the PFD this year? Oh. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. No good. <laughs> no good for those people who are living in the bush in Alaska who just need that little extra bit. Yeah. You know, yeah, they it's... mostly subsist. But they just need that little the, extra, you know, bit. the the snow machine or the yeah, exactly you know, wh whatever they need every couple of years. It exactly. It. Yeah. 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 Um. So I was wondering, how does your being a trans person connect with your political philosophy, which is fairly libertarian still? Yeah. Um. You're you're changing a little bit where you maybe want some more regulation over business and that sort of thing. Right. Um. But how does that fit? Well, I, the, the socially liberal part, I mean, I've, I've always been a fan of the entire bill of rights is, is how I ended sure. up summarizing it. Both the second amendment with um, the Republican traditional conservative side and the whole rest of them from a libertarian anti-authoritarian and, sure. you know, sometimes Democrat side, sure. um, going through life, knowing that you're weird, um, you know, even if you haven't figured out that you're transgender, tends to give you a uh, resistance to the, well, if you have nothing to hide, it shouldn't be a problem. Sure. Traditional argument. Sure. Um, yes, I do have something to hide, and it's completely not legitimate for the government to yeah. know about it. Yeah. And it's also. And this is what happens when they do know. It's also your personal business. Yes. Yeah. Not everything that is, you know, someone's business needs to be everybody's business. Right. And especially not the government's business. Yeah. 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 Transparency is good if it's voluntary. Yeah. Um, and if you have power over somebody. Right. Yeah. If you're just a regular citizen. Yeah. You yeah. know. You keep, keep them away. So yeah. that, that, I think that sort of privacy has, has pervaded my, my politics um, and, mm -hmm. and the other, I've been on the more positive side of that though. Yeah. Does it seem like being for Liberty also feeds into your own personal Liberty? 
to be who you want. Exactly. I've I've always been independent. Um, I mean, you know, yeah, I've got Navy experience with a, obviously a very authoritarian yes. structure. Yeah. Um, I I was not a good fit for the Navy. Um, you know, I'm I'm good at telling people what to do, as as I joke about it. But um, I'm I am a good leader and a good follower, but I don't appreciate the structure. Um, and so I, I tend to favor being allowed to do, uh, or, or having the right to do what you want. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, that sort of, uh, do, there was a, a comparison between the Navy and Air Force pilots in the Air Force. The pre launch briefing is here's what you're allowed to do on this training mission. In the Navy, the pre-flight briefing is, here's what you're not allowed to do uh, on this. So there's and a bit more trust. In, so there's more trust, yeah. more latitude, more, you know, use your head. Yeah. Um, than, so it sounds like it's a trust in not only somebody's intellect, but also the skills that the organization imparted yeah, to that and, person, and the training. It, it, the, the training, particularly, yeah. 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 So I, that has, uh, that has sunk in pretty well. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not a criminal. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm economically, I'm fairly well off. Uh -huh. uh, I'm a network engineer. Yeah. Um, right. so not being dependent on the government economically has, has also influenced it, but, uh, particularly over the last few years, I, I think the transgender, you know, as a percentage, uh, tends to be less well off. I mean, yes. we, we get paid what eighty percent of of I don't cis know. Mail? I don't know the statistics Something about like that. it. Yeah, but um, it's interesting. I know trans people, uh, particularly trans women, uh, older ones, um, you know, like yourself, who do have these kind of high level jobs. You know, particularly yeah. engineers. Engineers seem to be overrepresented. They, there's a running joke about uh, the stereotypical, generally younger, but trans women uh, programmers and developers. Yeah, yeah. That and you, part you of can't that, swing a stick without hitting one. Part of that is the culture also of those jobs and also just where jobs are going. Right? Yeah. Jobs are going, moving more in that direction. But also the culture of those jobs is fairly open. Like a lot of those yeah. companies... Uh, have very strong anti-discrimination policies, non-discrimination. Yeah. Um, and also they are very welcoming, you know, Indeed. of trans people in general. And, and I think the, the, the career path, I mean, when you feel like you're weird and you tend to with, you know, I, trans folk tend to act introverted. Um, even if they truly aren't, I would say, uh, and programming and developing in IT generally is a job that you don't tend to deal with people yes, as much. Yes, right, And I right. think that tends to attract them. Yeah. And then also there's, I think, probably a, a gaming, a cultural aspect uh, with gaming. You know, maybe it started well, out really even with... Technology, with, yeah. Yeah, maybe it even started out with uh, Dungeons & Dragons way back when, where you're... Yeah, you know, yep. you're you're you have these fantasy role play kind Absolutely. of games that were very popular and that I, I find a lot of trans people have been interested in that. Yeah. Right? Because we're exploring identities and Absolutely. that sort of thing. Especially the role playing where yeah. it, invariably uh you're playing as your correct gender. Sure. Um without even realizing that you're trans. Sure. That's the, sure. the one of the, the signs. Sure. Or maybe uh, sort of in between characters like elves, or yeah. you know, um, that are that may be more non-binary yeah. or in between or something yeah. like that. Yeah, like <laughs> uh, uh, chimeras, like yeah. half um, animal and half human, or something exactly. like that. Yes, yeah. Um, so we've we've covered a lot of topics here. How about um, how about religion? I we we touched on that yeah. a little bit. Catholicism is where you're coming from. And then, uh, I, I went as yeah. essentially, uh, to, uh, I've called it cynical, open-minded agnosticism. Okay. Um, are you with, part of any community now? Um, no, okay. well, sort of by virtue of my, um, ex-wife slash roommate. Um, 
I I have gone to many services at her church. Okay. And they're okay with someone who doesn't believe being there. Okay. Um, at one yeah. point, they had a Satanist or an organist, they, uh, sure. they told me, back in the day. Sure. Um, I find Satanists kind of fun. It, like, they're usually just, you know, kind of chaotic and, you know, very contrarian. Open and, yeah. 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 They're usually a lot of fun. They're not like the scary people that you no, might... they're not looking for blood sacrifices. Yeah. At least none of the ones I know are. It's not like the <laughs> 80s, you know, satanic panic yeah. kind of cult thing. It, this is just people who yeah. are a little contrarian or yeah. whatever, you know. Yeah, but I... So my my ex-wife and I just make a point not to discuss theology, ultimately. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, because I feel like I could probably chew her up pretty well. Mm. And I'm not eager to, you know lose a friendship over i want to discuss religion yeah in that way so um, well nobody wants that either yeah yeah, yeah it, it's you know uh why why focus on your differences yeah yeah um uh, so you know i i she she knows that i don't believe um she's praying for me um and and everybody well to the extent that anybody at the church knows me they i think she's explained to them what's going on yeah um i think people fine. i think people who are believers who are christian um and religion other other sorts of um religions like islam and and judaism um in some ways actually i can't speak to islam um but the jewish people i know they take the Bible in a way that is different than people who are on the agnostic atheism um, yeah. kind of spectrum. Oftentimes, I've noticed at least, and this was also my experience when I considered myself more a an atheist, is a more of a literal interpretation of some Bible passages that seems yeah. similar to fundamentalists. Yeah. Um, where that's a very good argumentative technique, a debate yes. technique, but it doesn't really get to how people interpret them spiritually yeah, or the poetry of them or the beauty of them or the context of those passages within the Bible. Cause the Bible is a very densely woven document, yeah. you know? Yeah. I, and the, I mean, for myself, a, I've actually used what would Jesus do as a thought of you. I'm not yeah. Christian, but yeah. he was a fairly wise, yeah. considerate, understanding yeah. human being. Yeah. And he liberated people. Exactly. He, and he was against the corrupt money changers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, he, he did so many good. You don't. My feeling is you don't have to think that he is the son of God yeah. to find him admirable and worth yeah. uh, emulating. He was against empire. Yeah. Yeah. He, you know, the, the, the woman accused of, uh, um, not bigamy, but, um, the prostitute, I think, where he went and Mary wrote Magdalene. The, well, he's writing in the sand, let, he is, who is without sin through the first stone. Yeah. Mary Magdalene. Okay. Mm -hmm. She's um, being stoned. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, the, there's a lot in there to uh, to take up, and yeah. and that's been the the you know I don't mind going to a service where they kind of focus on the you know love your neighbor. Jesus said to do that. Yeah. Okay, that and that fine. is actually the basis of a lot of the charity here in the United States mm. is from a religious point of view, right? Yeah. Um, the Sikh people do it. Islam. Uh, places where there's a lot of Muslims, they they often have a lot of charities, like direct charities, like feeding people and yeah. that sort of thing. Um, and I just I just think that's great. Uh, we we do have that in this country, and oftentimes it's religious people who are bringing necessary social change mm -hmm. and political change in this country. I would love to see more of that. Yeah. I mean, you're you're coming from an agnostic atheist perspective, but also, I mean, you know, think of all the religious leaders that have done so much good in this country, like oh, absolutely. Dorothy Day, you know, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. It's Billy Graham. Yeah. I would argue. I, was, he, he's uh, he's uh, th there were low points there, but fundamentally some, some pretty low points, I would say <laughs> um, he, he was definitely a kingmaker, though. Um, 
in a sense, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. he he seemed to be apolitical in a certain way. Yeah, I don't think appealing. so. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> we'll we'll have to disagree on that. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, anybody who has the ear of uh, every president for you know yeah. decades is not apolitical. Um. <laughs> um. Anyway, I just shook the camera because I had a belly laugh there. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Um, so being a, uh, agnostic, but you're kind of involved in your, um, your partner or soon to be yeah. ex-partner's <laughs> church. She goes uh, by a lot of labels. Yeah. Do you, do you feel lost there? Um, lost or? I mean the, the, I, I would say no, okay. um, on the basis of, I mean, I've, I've almost I've been open to converting forever and, and converting my, to what, uh, her, uh, evangelical, okay. you know, being born again. Sure. Um, it, to, to some degree, it was sort of a requirement of the marriage yeah. that, okay, look, if it happens, it happens. I'm not going to say no, I'm not yeah. going to resist, but on the other hand, um, I, I don't really see it happening, but, you know, neither if, did anybody else, right? And if you're not there wholeheartedly, there's no point to do it. Well, it, if if I'm not going to be open-minded about it, there's no point to do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, um, but uh, it hasn't taken hold. I mean, other than learning more about the Bible, learning so more about Jesus. When you say open-minded, that means you would have maybe grown into it. Um, I I don't know how it would have worked. Um, or how it would work. I mean, that my wife, um, it literally hit her in the middle of, as she notes, a Methodist church mm. that, you know, it was almost the flash of light yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, revelatory. Revelatory, exactly. Yeah. And that's, so she and a few others that I've talked to, that it, it, it for them it wasn't steady, yeah. uh, gradual, it was you know, hitting them. Yeah. Um, but for you, for somebody who's more critical, it sounds like you would have to like almost get used to it. And then maybe it would, yeah, there, there's would been do something. A, exactly. There, yeah. There's been a few times where I've gone, you know, okay, what, what are the pros and cons yes. of, uh, of right. believing as so a Christian? So that's a different point of view from coming at something wholeheartedly. Yeah. You know, it being a very, um, you know, you hearing the voice, you know, uh, the small voice of God yeah. in your head, like the, the Quakers, you know, feeling the light, feeling the spirit. That's completely different. That's completely exactly. different. And, and I've known people and I've known of people um, who are exceptionally uh, wise, bright, strong. Well, I mean, it's never been a, uh, oh, you have to be weak minded to believe that yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, so there I'm, is out, not, there is that out there though. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, I've not really worried about that. You know, I don't consider myself too smart to be a Christian by any means yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just haven't been able to accept it. Yeah. Yeah. It makes the sense. The reason why I talk about this so much, I mean, if you've been watching my videos is because I do have a master's degree in theology, um, uh, from Harvard divinity school. So, so I do like to bring it up. You know, and it's interesting to talk to somebody who is agnostic uh, to atheist just because religion is really important for a lot of people. Yes. But there's kind of a growing movement where people are more spiritual rather than religious. And also people are uh, becoming more agnostic or secular. Um, So some people might wonder, how do you sort of conduct your life without religion in it? What I'm getting to is what is something similar in your life? Because usually there is a role for, right. you know, it's social or right. it's, so, it's a connection. So, so where mm-hmm. I, I get to that is, mm-hmm. look, um, the humanity right now is basically a grain of sand in, on a beach. What expands humanity over mm-hmm. the, the long haul? Mm-hmm. That That's kind of, you know... Um, I understand my place in the universe. Mm-hmm. I think I understand the everybody's place in the universe. So how can I make 
even the the slightest difference and how can I feel good about it mm. so you want to make a contribution that helps humanity in some way and that will make you more a part of humanity exactly so. okay so that's the connection yeah 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 that's cool and I haven't found really a way other than making people happy day to day I yeah. mean being a, a good basically being a good person which yeah frankly my conscience is uh is pretty powerful and tends to beat me up if i'm not a good person sure. in some way so sure. did you find a, a shift with that with uh hormonally so i've heard that there's there can be more uh sensitivity like emotional sensitivity with the a more female um hormonal regimen i've gotten more emotionally sensitive not necessarily i mean i've always had really high empathy sure uh almost to be a problem yeah level yeah um but it seems to manifest itself more in uh hitting from sad circumstances than it does in in being you know having more empathy than okay. I did before. Like okay. uh, now, TV commercials will get me okay. choked up. Okay, um, which so apparently just, is relatively common. You're just uh, more likely to cry. Essentially, basically. yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. But I, but yeah. I I, th I think as far as being you know having a connection with people, no, I don't think that's maybe that's changed a little. But as much because I've felt like I could be open about myself i'm no longer hiding a secret yeah, than it is yeah. with a hormonal level right uh, because it really hit i think after i was on hormones for a bit and started being comfortable being you know mm -hmm. not being 100 percent masculine anymore yeah. and and basically not uh not being right, ashamed to say i'm trans because you're very much in between right now i am very in between you're right in now. that yeah. very tender vulnerable phase <laughs> Where you're not, you're not quite there yet. You're yeah, not quite there. Well, yeah. it's, I've I've absolutely accepted, uh, and and I'm, in some ways, I guess, proud. You'd say of being transgender. I, I will tell anybody that asks, you know, mm -hmm. even if they don't. Um, I haven't embraced being a woman yet. Mm. I still feel imposterish on that point. Mm. Um, so that. I know eventually that's going to shift too, yeah. but I'm not there yet. You're in adolescence, right? So yeah. it, it's good to, it's, I think it's good to uh, remind yourself of that personally, because I, I certainly did that when I was younger, um, you know, growing into being a man is mm. it's a process. Yeah. Growing into being a woman is a process. Um, there's a American sign language has uh, an interest, interesting words for, boy versus man or girl versus um versus woman yeah. woman uh basically it's girl refined is a woman and nice. boy refined is a man yeah 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 i sorry i don't i i took you know a couple of classes of sign language like 50 billion <laughs> years ago so i don't remember but it's basically refined you know so refined uh i forget what the girl one was right. but it so it's the progression yeah that's part of it you know yeah and i obviously i i i'm uh, i'm i see it as an urgent thing to transition because mm -hmm. uh i'm 52 i i don't think this is the halfway point i yeah. don't i don't think i'm gonna make it to 104 sure um and and frankly why why wait now yeah i mean yeah, i'm yeah. here and i'm going but there's a certain sort of tactical patience of if i don't you know if i don't get my name changed today i'll get it tomorrow you know? yeah uh, so so i'm i'm not hurting for it i mean on the discord groups um the the 14 15 16 year olds uh will pop up and and uh are wailing about uh do do i need to tra is it too late to transition or start transitioning now, you know, or, or, you know, will my body be changed too much and I'll be ugly and we'll never pass ever again. And this is a 15 year old. Right. It's like, but look, they're, they're also thinking as a 15 year old. Exactly. Yeah. The, 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 the adolescence, the, the lack of perspective, it, it, but it's spoon eroding, um, as yeah. a 52 year old 
to to see that not just once or twice but almost continuously sure i, I get it i sympathize yeah. it's it's very difficult but on the flip side even being eight months in yeah um and i the other thing is being 52 and fairly wise in the yes. ways of the world at this point i've helped a lot and it's actually been fulfilling mm. uh, to contribute and you know help the people that come after me sure a uh, little bit that you do know it, yeah 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 exactly mm -hmm. and and I've read a lot I mean I've read so much from everybody else that yeah. I think I'm more than just eight months of experience sure sure uh, by virtue of that and and I that's very fulfilling to yeah. help other people who are just a little behind me I I'm so glad that you brought up that history of um, cross-dressers and uh, transvestites and stuff. And I, I think that's something that people don't hear about or even talk mm. about on the internet anymore. Um, I think it's kind of suppressed even. Oh, yeah. Well, like that history. Well, the... the I, I think it gets suppressed because of the cross-dress... It, it's a fetish. Mm. And people... Some people, for some people, it is a fetish, and for other people, it's it's the early sign of being transgender. Yeah, I think for some people, it probably isn't a fetish. I think it's just something very fun for them to do, uh, and it can be considered also another kind of trans identity. Mm -hmm. You know, beyond wanting to uh, take on a full, uh, more full identity and um, maybe even physical transition. Mm -hmm. um, so I think there's, you know, even in our conversation here, I think there's yeah. still probably some lingering stigma around it. Yeah. Definitely online, though. Uh, if you bring up any of these topics, people will start piling on. Yeah. Uh, like those people are not part of this community. And, you know, that sort of sentiment comes up. And, and that that was one of the things I yeah. had to get over early on mm. was was the the absolute question of am I trans or is this just a fetish? Yeah. And uh, and a bunch of people were early on were saying, "Oh, you're a crossdresser, you know." No, yeah. go well, away. that's that's one thing that has been um, detrimental to uh, trans people is that it is cast as mm. a fetish, uh, which kind of de dehumanizes people a little bit. Yeah. So um, so I'm glad we're talking about. Uh, like kind of these older communities or communities of um, cross-dressers and transvestites and stuff, because I don't see a lot of talk about that online. And, and it's often quite negative um, as if uh, trans people who are more, uh, who are younger, who are using the new language that we have and who physically transition want to distance themselves from that history and um, I think I don't I don't think that's right. Well, yeah, I I mean, I've I've been at one point I used the term transvestite and yeah. and kind of got shouted down. Yeah. And I, I feel like a grandmother. I mean, technically, I'm a grandmother right now, but I feel like a grandmother that's that's used a, a self-descriptive word forever. Yeah. That's society has decided now is not yeah. polite. Yeah. I, I also, I used to use, uh, and I still sometimes use FTM mm. and, or transsexual even. Yeah. And, uh, some people are offended. Some trans people are offended that uh, about how I personally identify. Exactly. That's so, the odd part. Isn't yeah. It? It's, it's so strange. It's wait so a minute. Strange. I'm applying a label to myself and you're objecting to that. Exactly. And, 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 you know, younger people have, to, and people who are newly coming out, or who are very much into the new language, you have to realize that some of us are of different generations. Yeah. Uh, and, and even though you're just now physically transitioning, you've been around in the community for quite a long time. Your process has just been really long, right? Yeah. So it, it's almost like we cut, our, cut ourselves off from our history when we decide, oh, that's not cool anymore, or we're we're not going to use any of that language, or we're not going to respect that language in its context. And yeah, the the context is the critical yeah. part. Yeah, you know, right. I, I'm I'm as pro transgender as one yes. could be. Yeah. Um, don't don't fault me for what I've learned growing up. Yeah. Also, yeah. if we don't use that older language, uh, we're we're denying that history. I feel like, mm. I feel like, 
you know, we can't impose our labels now right. on people in the past. Right. I, I feel like that's really wrong. Exactly. So. Yeah. Anyway, um, so just to round out our interview here, because uh, um, we've been talking for quite a while, um, where are you at with your transition and where are you going with it? Well, uh, so I'm eight months on HRT. Yeah. Um, I am almost at the magical year point where uh, medical options unlock, mm. uh, thanks to uh, uh, health insurance. Okay. Um, so, so that was a stipulation in your insurance? Uh, it turns out that it's six months in my insurance. Okay. Um, I, I think WPATH uh, guidelines are about to get updated to say six months. Okay. Or, or so my therapist tells me. Yeah. Uh, but most of the surgeons seem to still be operating on 12 months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm starting to look for surgeons. Yeah. Um, and whatever their timeline is, I'm going to basically go as soon as possible for bottom surgery, top surgery, um, uh, facial feminization surgery. Oh, really? You're going for that too? I mm. probably, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the first two almost certainly, unless, uh, unless my chest expands, uh, I'm, I'm certainly doing bottom surgery. Um, probably doing top surgery and, and I'm all of this. I've always taken as step by step. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't truly have a, a, a hard goal in mind. Yeah. But, uh, but as I'm able to, uh, uh, present more feminine, I yeah. will, I'm going to start practicing my voice. Obviously oh, yeah. I've got yeah. a ways to go on that. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, as, as options present themselves and seem mm-hmm. valid, I'll take them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's interesting that you're considering the facial feminization surgery. Um, surgery. It's really hardcore. Yeah. It's, it, it's hardcore. I've, I've seen fairly dramatic results. Yes. And uh, I'm, I'm going to see how HRT sort of continues to help. Yeah, right. Um, uh, certainly, you know, I could do with a little more uh, hair, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll see. I mean... Have you I, been doing uh, electrolysis or laser? Um, no. no, I I did one session and went. You know what? I'm not ready for this yet. Yeah, uh, I heard it's really painful. It, it's it's yeah. painful. I thought I had a high pain threshold. I do, but uh, yeah. but doing it like twice a week for an hour, uh, no. Yeah, but yeah, uh, and and at the beginning, at, at the start of the transition, I I thought. Uh, one of the blockers for me was, well, I'm never going to be able to pass, so I shouldn't start transitioning. Mm. I've gotten over that. And at this point, I've accepted the fact that I may never actually be able to not get clocked in public. And I'm OK with that. Yeah. So I'm I'm more doing it for me than for, you know, how people look at me anymore. Also, uh, I got to say, though, I know a lot of trans people and, you know, I've had a lot of contact just because I've been to a a lot of events, a lot of conferences, that sort of thing. Um, I don't know if you're able to go to something like that, but you will meet Mm -hmm. older trans women. And um, when you see them in person, sometimes you see, you know, there's quite a variation and you know, it might uh, give you a little bit more hope about that if, if, if passing yeah, is your goal. That, that's fair. And, and yeah. there's a, a, a Facebook, a private Facebook group for New Hampshire. Yeah. Um, and we've had some in-person meetings for yeah. like game night and right. things like that. Right. That's been hugely helpful. Yeah. And exactly that is seeing, okay, yeah, that, yeah. that works pretty well. And, you know, sometimes it, it helps to just get off the internet too and have these mm-hmm. in-person things, which are so fun. You actually yeah. have contact. You can you know, see how, um, people are comfortable in their bodies. Exactly. Um, huge help. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it develops community. I mean, there's a certain kind of community online, but if you can do that in person, it's so much better. A thousand times. Better. Yeah. 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 Well, I think that's a good, good place to end actually. Yeah. yeah. Thanks very much for yeah. having me. Anyway. All right. Thanks y'all. Thank you. Goodbye. All right.